another piece to this conversation is the political divide. And I, and I wanted to talk about that really quickly here. You know, there's no doubt whatsoever that human activity is in fact, you know, causing climate change. In fact, we have a piece here from the vast, it says this vast majority of scientists have found that human activity has exacerbated the effects of climate change and its contribution to more extreme weather. The United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change found unequivocal links between human activity and the warming of the atmosphere, the land, ocean, according to the IPCC's report in 2021. Yet we have this post here, uh, this poll from the Washington Post, which shows that Democrats more on average think that, you know, extreme hot days, droughts, severe storms, flooding, wildfires, over 80% believe that that is because of climate change. Whereas for all of those same things, it's under 40% of Republicans who believe that that is due to climate change. And that's probably indicative of why we're seeing things like Vivek Ramaswamy, who said last night at the debate that he believed that climate change was, in fact, a hoax. We're going to play that video for you right here. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change oh, whoa, agenda whoa, 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 whoa. is a hoax. Wow. The climate change agenda is a hoax. Who The anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. And so the reality is more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual climate change. Governor, Governor Haley, are you bought? So the question that I have for my panel here, and I, actually I'm going to throw this back to you again, CJ, as somebody who lived in Wisconsin, you know, around other Republican folks. What do we do to bridge the gap between people who are on the left and who are on the right about climate change? Like, how can we convince people to, I guess, come together on this issue? Do you think it's possible? How do we do it? I think it's very difficult because, firstly, climate change is a problem that the human brain evolutionarily is not equipped to handle. It's very abstract. A lot of elements of it are very uncertain or unknowable. It's very far off. Um, it's really hard to connect any individual natural disaster to climate change in the same way that like if you're playing baseball and you hit a home run you can't be like oh that's because I practiced like that one day 10 years ago um you know it's an, it's an yeah. accumulation of effects so and I think for a lot of Republicans like of course you wouldn't want to let go of this idea that climate change is a hoax like I think it would make a lot of things easier because once you do accept that oh we're facing you know a an apocalyptic event um I think that's why you see such high rates of depression and anxiety in young people and um, this like pervading climate, like nihilism in the sense of like climate doom of like, um, we should just like give up. There's really nothing that we can do. We're kind of powerless, um, which are, it's kind of a valid viewpoint. Um, at the same time, I think that the climate movement is definitely a movement that is going to be driven by the people. Um, it's not going to come from any government or party. Um, it's going to come from individual people who whose bodies and whose lives are being affected by fossil fuel drilling. Uh, I work with a lot of youth in California who have been directly impacted by fossil fuel drilling. Uh, people who have asthma, people who have cancer, people whose relatives um, have these health issues that are directly caused by oil wells in their backyard. Um, so I think it's a lot easier for people in those areas to put those dots together. Or if you're you know, in California, people woke up and the skies were orange one day. Like, if that's not telling you that the end times are nigh, like, I don't know what will. Uh, but living in Wisconsin, um, an area that has more natural defenses to a lot of parts of the climate crisis, I can see how 
it would be easy to tell yourself that that's not happening. Um, but again, I think that there's a lot of things that can bring everyone together. Everybody wants clean air, clean water, um, food, yeah. not killing them, microplastics that aren't in their bloodstream <laughs> and in you know fetal tissue. Um, and I think bringing it back to to those things of like how the climate crisis is affecting each of us individually, affecting our bodies, affecting our lives. Um, that's something that I think can bring people together in a way that sort of high level political concepts uh, are more difficult, especially because a lot of people um, across the country are very dependent on the fossil fuel industry. Like there's a lot of areas yeah. where their entire economy is based on, you know, coal mining or oil drilling. Um, so it's really hard to tell people that they need to um, abandon this industry because once that industry abandons them, they kind of have nothing left. So I think it's also really important to support, you know, working class people who are employed in the fossil fuel industry who have nowhere else to go. Um, it's easy to say like, oh, just work for a sol solar company and <laughs> get all of the education, the resources that you need to be able to do that. But I think those people do need a lot of support in this transition because no matter what, we're gonna run out of fossil fuels. I mean, whether we decide to stop using them or not, um, it's not a renewable resource. I think we no. might've already passed the peak of production. Um, so we're gonna have to make this transition no matter what, it's just kind of a matter of when and how bad it's going to be before we do that. Yeah, you know, I, I wanna speak to this a little bit too, cause you know, as somebody who lives in a red state, it's, um, I have plenty of people who I know in my life who are Republicans and in the state of Montana, the one thing that I think that does bind everyone together is the fact that people love the outdoors here. And so I, I think it's just about how you frame these conversations. I don't think it's completely as hopeless as it feels when you see a poll like the one we put on the screen a little bit ago. I mean, people, like you were saying, CJ, people want clean air, clean water. And, and I think it's just about presenting some of those particular facts. You know, I think the microplastic, that, as you mentioned, that really does shake people when they hear mm -hmm. about microplastics being in like the bloodstream of their children, which... As, as somebody who had on the Plastic Foundation, which was, I really appreciate them coming on the show earlier this year, really illuminating stuff, uh, just how pervasive it is. It's mind boggling to me. We have a patch of plastic that is the size, that's twice the size of Texas that is floating in the Pacific Ocean right now. It is, it's unbelievable thinking about like how much damage it's causing to people around the world. There are spots over in the global South that just have all of our trash just like hanging out on their shores. And you know, I think when you just talk about really practical solutions for what we can all do, and I, I know that, you know, this is one of those things people say, it's like, oh, you just got to like not demonize each other. But I think for this one particular issue, it's one of those things where I really feel like you can find some common ground with people if you really try to because i know that some people are really attached to maybe their their gas stove or their diesel <laughs> truck but i mean like there's i i think again this is about framing and yeah the part about people whose jobs depend on it because we see that here in montana too there's you know there's plants over in eastern montana where people rely on this for their work but i think that's also gonna be a part of the solution which is what people who were originators of the Green New Deal had talked about was that you have to make sure that the people who have these jobs aren't displaced. We should be prioritizing yes. them, making sure that they are financially stable and finding them new jobs while we are transitioning from fossil fuels. Because yeah, they're, it's not going to be around forever. I mean, not just that, but I mean, even something like water, we have pumped, I think, what, 90% of the groundwater out of certain spots in the world. And now the earth's axis is shifting. So, I mean, we really need to be 
finding ways to address this. And as much as it's like a doomerism conversation, we we can't let it become that because there's honestly, there's too much at stake for us to essentially punt on this issue. Yeah, I hadn't heard about the Earth's axis shifting. I'm not going to look into it because that sounds terrifying. <laughs> but uh, the one thing you mentioned about uh, talking to the right on this issue is that what CJ said is correct about uh, how the human brain is not built to process something this complex and this expansive. Like we evolved to, you know, hide from lions and pick berries and to survive. You never, our brains were never designed to count 10,000 of anything, let alone millions or billions of anything. And uh, it's even hard to think forward a hundred years into the future when you know you're going to be dead. You're like, okay, yeah, it'll be warmer than I don't care. It's not my problem. That's just uh, how human beings work. But uh, what you were saying with Desmond about how to talk to uh, the right on this, one thing that is effective that you said absolutely is true is like when you talk about cleanliness, that does work. If you talk to them about, hey, we need the water to be clean, we, hmm. Trump would do this all the time. Whenever they would ask Trump about climate change, he always had the same response. It was the perfect Republican response when we talked about what I, I am going to fight for. He would say clean air and crystal clear water. He would always say that. That always yeah. works with Republicans because they're obsessed with this idea of cleanliness. It works in our favor that way, but it's a lot more complex than that. But, uh, you know, they're they're not... <laughs> Republicans aren't built to think that way. Uh, like we mentioned, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy talking about how uh, climate change is a hoax. And one of Donald Trump, when he first ran in 2016, he would always talk about how global warming is the Chinese hoax. And it's just something that happens all the yeah. time. And it's also difficult structurally because it's a lot more than just people don't understand climate change. And uh, when you start talking about you know greenhouse gases and carbon emissions, how people's minds get lost, there's also like a structural problem with it because we mentioned in the last segment about how a lot of this is tied to our financial system and uh, and our, our grid and everything. Yeah. And the United States uh, economy has no interest in tackling climate change with the petrodollar because uh, oil that's bought, you know, from uh, you know OPEC or whatever can only be bought with American dollars. So yeah. if we if we break away from that, it will hurt our, our economic system like it will. There's no way around it. So if you're like we, we were shitting on Biden rightfully earlier, but he's looking at, oh, am I going to, you know, cripple part of the economy to help people? I'm going to be dead in 10 years. Like, it's just that's just how it's going to work. And also, this is something that I, I wish there was a, a, a solution to this. I've been looking for one for my entire life, but the left has a has a problem with uh, dealing with reality that the right does not and that makes the right more fun it just is mm -hmm. so you know it, it's true and so you know we we have these conversations about you know climate change and oh you know the temperature is going to rise by two degrees celsius in the next 150 years meanwhile republicans are saying hey how come i can't say the r word on twitter that's a much more fun conversation. They're having a, 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 a better time. And so it's <laughs> difficult for us. We have a lot, we have our work cut out ahead of us. And even like with a, with like words and stuff, you know, we're talking, hey, you know, that word you've been using since you were 13, it's kind of problematic. You know, that's not a conversation anyone wants to have, but Republicans aren't, aren't bound by anything like that. So if they do it with speech, they do it with the economy, they're definitely going to do it with something that's vast and expansive as climate. So we got, we got our work ahead of us, which is why I had like the doomer take last time, but uh, 
I I try to look for the silver lining, but it, it's very it's very difficult. So I think TJ is advocating for us to, you know, kind of do the thing where you get the bat and you tie the the Bible to it and then you beat up the Barbie house. I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah, which, exactly. is, which is yes. what we've seen recently. Uh, Erica, yeah. is there some kind of equivalent for that on the left? I'm kind of lost. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't... Even, I don't even know the reference that you guys are talking about. Greg so Locke. I don't know. I'm talking about Pastor Greg Locke. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be. Uh, I feel like you guys are all leaving a lot of space for being able to convince folks on the right about climate change. Um, I guess I'm very fucking cynical in that regard. Like, Oh, give us the cynical take. Give it to I us. I mean, <laughs> I think people are going to burn to death in their own homes saying that, no, this is a cyclical thing that the environment does. You know, this is God's plan. Because they're yep. so, they're so, um, once they've, they've bought that lie, admitting to themselves that it was a lie and that they fell for it, is going to be harder, you know, and, and very, very fucking unpleasant. I think that so many people will are lost to climate change denial. Um, but there are those pe other people on the margins that we need to fucking fight to convince that we need to be reaching out to, um, you know, and I think what you're saying, TJ, about the cleanliness argument, clean water, clean air, really, really key there. Like finding ways to frame all of this in ways that Republicans can accept and digest without feeling like they are the fools in the picture, mm -hmm. feeling like they're both being validated and like their values are being, you know, um, represented um, in these discussions. It's, but that's so hard to do, yep. <laughs> especially when they just want to be completely oblivious to all of it. And it's way more fun to be oblivious to climate change than it is to believe in it and research it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people say like the left likes the virtue signal, the right likes the vice signal. They uh, they like they they love saying I am the biggest huh? piece of shit out there, and they get points for it. They love it, and so it's it's very difficult when you're dealing with people like that. Vice signal, what a good term. It is. I'm gonna think about it forever. It's true. It's what they do. Yeah. <sighs> I also, I have a hard time blaming the Republican Party for climate change denialism because so much of it comes from specifically fossil fuel corporations spending millions mm -hmm. and millions specifically on brainwashing, not only Republicans, but everyone. Um, I mean, obviously it started with climate change isn't real um, if you believe that you're crazy, but today it looks like um, the, the trend behind people trying to reduce their individual carbon footprint and try to shift the blame from there is a very specific, you know, small number of corporations and individuals um, that are protecting their own financial interests at the expense of literally all life on earth. Um, and they're trying to shift the blame from them to individual people and saying like, well, you're just as responsible for the climate crisis because you drove your car to work or like you used a plastic straw. Yeah. Um, and I think that that like, that's also a lie that like people have kind of bought into, um, which isn't to say that, you know, you should run out and, and throw garbage in the streets. Um, but also like, I, I feel like it's important to keep in mind, like who specifically is responsible for the climate crisis and who is responsible yeah. for that kind of like brainwashing. Um, cause again, I feel like it's like, it's very easy to get sucked into that fantasy of like, well, it's cyclical and I'm okay. And my kids are going to be okay. And my community is going to be okay. I feel like it's very hard to like, try to get someone to break out of that. Yeah. And I think actually, if we were to actually hold the climate, the fossil fuel industry, the fossil fuel companies accountable for the lies that they've told the public, the way that they have profited for decades off of telling these lies to people and making people believe that you're safe, you're safe while they're burning down our fucking planet. 
Um, I mean, if that was to actually materialize, maybe there would be a more um, a groundswelling of a mental shift about these things. Maybe Republicans would start to wake up to, oh, they were lying to me this whole time. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a long shot. <laughs> yeah.